Shall we do a cold open? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. I need an adult. Well, we're talking Rocky this week. So we have a cold open talking about what else but underdog sports films. And who would like to open up with their favorite underdog sports films? Dibs. All right, go for it. All right. Uh, so Cool Runnings, obviously. Nice. Obviously. Uh, Little Giants, just because I was only going to pick one 90s kids sports movie. <laughs> so I figured Little Giants would be uh, on theme for me. Uh, the Wrestler. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and I also went with Mean Machine. So if I was going to pick a longest yard, I'm going to go with the best one. Good choice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Zach. Four good movies. Okay. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 choose only one of this series, so Paul can name all the other ones. Maybe uh, I'll go with my '90s kids movie, uh, you know, Mighty Ducks. Um, <laughs> yep. I also have Warrior, uh, the Fighter, yeah, Warrior and the Fighter, both you know pretty cool. Um, Keep forgetting those are separate movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Happy Gilmore, which might be my favorite. Adam Sandler comedy. Uh, I mean, I'm you know hot and cold on him sometimes, but Happy Gilmore yeah. has a special place for me as a golfer growing up. So then I also got to shout out the uh, <laughs> Magical Negro in uh, Legend of Magger Vance. Yep. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and then I'll go. Uh, white men can't jump. So that'll Ooh, be <laughs> those will be mine. Interesting. Let's. Manny, what you got for us tonight? All right, so I got the fat list. All right. Uh, I'm just going to run them down, the ones that haven't been said. Uh, so, uh, Philip Bob Thornton, Friday Night Lights. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I, was, I was legit thinking about this, and I thought about David Ray. So I was like, Major League. On my oh, list, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, nice. My friend Mike Miller okay. uh, would be pissed if I didn't yep. say Slapshot. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then since uh, high school and middle school and it was required viewing, uh, Rudy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, I was like, I should find a documentary. So I picked When We Were Kings. Oh. Ooh. Nice. nice. Yeah. Cleaning up on that one. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, it was excellent. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll start with my favorite sports film of all time, which is The Sandlot. Yep. Mm-hmm. The absolute best. And uh, I could watch it just about any day of the week. And I'll probably watch it sometime this weekend now because, man, what a good movie. Also, we're getting real close to MLB playoffs. So, always a good time to, to watch good baseball films. Mm hmm. Um, big fan of the movie Ladybugs. Ladybugs, yeah. The Tommy Dangerfield and Jack yeah. Harris. Yep. Yeah, you know I haven't and, uh, seen that. Jonathan Brandis poses as a as a young girl to be a ringer on a female soccer team that is being coached by Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think I may have seen part of it on Comedy Central one time, but I've never seen the whole thing. It's it's a special one. Cool. Um, Leanne's raising her hand at me in the other room. Yes. 
Uh, Jonathan said little giants. <laughs> Leanne really wanted to make sure that Devin Sawa did not get uh, left oh, off of this list. Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is dreamy. Yeah. Really waiting for that Chucky show. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll just do those two and move on because uh, Manny Manny covered Major League, which is probably one of the the best underdog sports films. Mm. I'm sure there's dozens. Of, oh, the Bad News Bears. Nobody mentioned Bad, bad news, bears. news Bears. Yeah, let's, bad news bears. let's cool. do that. Yeah, yeah, man, Bad News Bears. Oh, I even like the remake because like Letter is great. I haven't seen oh. the remake. It's good. Oh, okay. I'm I. Didn't remember liking it as much as the original, but it was a solid film. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, you want to talk about a movie? Let's talk about a movie. Hello, all you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. I'm Zach McCoy. And joining us this week for Rocky, returning guest and friend of the show, Manny Classic. What up? Thanks for joining us this evening. Yes, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me, dudes. Yeah, absolutely. And we are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to the Oscar Worsity Podcast, a show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what film are we watching this week? Zach. We're watching Rocky. Hoping to escape his smelly apartment and impress Michael Corleone's sister, Stokard Ogard accepts, <laughs> accepts a fight against Grief Karga, plus Turtles. Plus Turtles? Who? Where would we be without Cuff and Link? Exactly. All right. Now, one of the dumbest questions I've ever asked on this podcast. Is this everybody's first time seeing Rocky? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Nah. That's a no for me. Does anybody remember the first time they saw Rocky? No. Or did you just come out of the womb watching <laughs> Rocky? <laughs> um, it's yeah. kind of odd. I I have to be honest. I didn't sit down and actually watch Rocky properly until a few years ago. I seen various parts of several of the movies over the years on TV. Um, like I probably seen most of Rocky three before I ever saw the first one or the second one, but yeah. Manny, any, any, uh, any recollection of the first time you watched it? No. Um, I distinctly remember watching Rocky four, but I don't remember the first time I ever watched the first Rocky movie. Uh, I feel like it was probably when I was really young. Like when I was a kid, my parents actually had HBO in the eighties. So like, I feel like it was just in rotation. So probably Mm -hmm. at some point in the eighties when we still lived in New York, but Uh, I know I caught it on TV at some point, much like uh, the planet of the apes marathon. I have alluded to multiple times. I don't think I watched all five Rocky films in one day, but I at least watched the first one. I think maybe the second one. And for some reason, the fifth. You mean the best. (laughs) Yeah, the absolute best. Good old Thomas Gunn. Uh, So that's that's me. Let's do an Oscar breakdown. Break it down. 
Countdown. All right. It is a crisp March 28th, 1977. We are still in the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion in Los Angeles, California. Our hosts for the evening are Richard Pryor, Oscar winner Ellen Bernstein, Jane Fonda, and Warren Beatty. Wow. Richard that Pryor. Is, yeah, wow. that's a pretty damn good host and lineup there. Yeah. And our, uh, our producer and guest, uh, guest director for the evening is William Friedkin. All right. A name we've heard several times. Yeah. So add that to his list next to The Exorcist and The French Connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, our most nominated films of the evening are Network and Rocky at 10. Our most awarded films of the evening are All the President's Men and Network at 4. Rocky wins Best Picture over All the President's Men, Bound for Glory, Network, and Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocky also wins Best Director for John G. Avildsen, beating out Linda Wertmuller for Seven Beauties, the first female ever nominated for Best Director. Wow. That's yes. uh, hard to believe that it took that long. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not minor surprised, but then it fades and I'm like, oh, yeah. Surprised, but not shocked. Yeah. Uh, so, best actor goes to Peter Finch for Network, playing Howard Beale, who is the first uh, person to posthumously win in an actor acting category, uh, and he beats out Sylvester Stallone for Rocky. So I'm I'm sorry to ask was was Scorsese even uh, nominated? No, no. Uh, our our director field goes uh, Abelson, Pakula for all the presidents, men, Ingmar Bergman for Face to Face, and Sidney Lumet for Network, and of course Linda Wertmuller. Okay. So no, no Scorsese. He has yet to pick up a directing nom. Talk more about that tomorrow. Indeed, we will on Thursday. So stick around tomorrow. Yeah. Best Actress goes to Faye Dunaway for Network, and uh, I know it was Travis said that he thought she should have won for Chinatown, so it's nice to see her get her due for what I think is a much better performance than Chinatown, somehow. Yeah. <laughs> elevate, elevate. And she beats out uh, Nicolas Cage's aunt, Talia Shire, for Rocky. Uh, best Supporting Actor goes to Jason Robards for All the President's Men, beating out Burt Young, and Burgess Meredith for Rocky. I should have gotten my Burgess Meredith penguin down to flash in front of the screen. Burgess Meredith, one of my guys. Uh, best Supporting Actress goes to Beatrice Strait for Network. Uh, best Screenplay written directly for the screen based on factual material or on story material not previously published or produced. Everybody's favorite <laughs> they category to say. It? <laughs> I feel like they did it more. <laughs> I feel like they should add at least four more oars into that. Uh, it goes wow. to Network for Patty Chayefsky, I believe, picking up his third Academy Award, wow. beating out uh, Sylvester Stallone for Rocky. Picking Stallone, only the third person behind. Are you ready for these two names? Uh, as soon as I find them again. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm looking in the wrong place. Uh Stallone is only the third person behind Charlie Chaplin and Orson Welles to be nominated for both writing and acting in the same year. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) 
<laughs> and of course, Stallone, the amazing actor he is, because we're not allowed to say anything bad about Stallone tonight. <laughs> no. <laughs> because Freddie Prince Jr. told me not to. <laughs> he threatened <That's>... our lives. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> Uh, we made it big. Thank you, Paul. Yep. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. on Twitter asked what everybody was feeling good about. I said, recording tonight about Rocky. And he said, you can't say anything. Well, no, what, oh, I got to read this verbatim. Oh, it's zero <laughs> Stallone slander. <laughs> uh, yeah, I tolerate zero Stallone, Stallone slander. So watch yourselves or I will find you <laughs> ellipses. <laughs> Uh, uh, we made it, boys. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> and he and he actually tagged, you know, responded both of you and the podcast. <laughs> it, so was, all, it was wonderful. All thirty of our followers can enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, moving off of the amazing Sylvester Stallone's Oscar nomination for writing, we're on. Best screenplay based on material from another medium goes to All the President's Men. Uh, William Goldman picks that up based on a book by Carl Bernstein and Bob Woodward. Mm-hmm. Best foreign language feature goes to Black and White in Color. Okay. And it beats, <sighs> out, the, and it beats out the original Jacob the Liar. Oh. I didn't like, know there was an original. Hey, neither did I. What do you got, Jonathan? I don't know. I just feel like the title in its original language would probably be a lot better. (laughs) Uh, Best documentary feature goes to Harlan County, USA, beating out the volcano and inquiry into the life and death of Malcolm Lowry. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny, but it is. It's an amazing title. Uh, Best documentary short subject goes to number our days. Best live action short film goes to In the Region of Ice. Best animated short film goes to Leisure or Leisure, depending on what side of the pond you're on. All right. So our next category, Best Original Score, brings us to our podcast within a podcast, John Williams Oscar Watch. Uh, He does not get nominated this year no nominations for john williams uh but i am a big fan of the best original score category this year because jerry goldsmith finally wins his first academy award for the omen nice we do love jerry goldsmith and bernard herman who only picked up five nominations in his career winning one for i can't remember what he won for off the top of my head now um he picks up two of those five Academy Award nominations in this category for Obsession and for our topic of Thursday this week, Taxi Driver. I will talk more about that tomorrow. This was original score? Yep, this was original score. And uh, Bernard Herman picks up those two Academy Awards posthumously because he dies in 1975. I had to look up to see what John Williams was doing in 76. It looks like he just had a uh, midway. Okay. And that was the only credited conductor. He was busy. 
<laughs> he had he 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 was doing something. <laughs> he had something <laughs> something big going on. I think. Yeah, I'm uh, so excited. <laughs> uh, best original song score and its adaptation or adaptation score goes to Bound for Glory. Yes. Uh, best original song goes to Evergreen, love theme from A Star Is Born, giving Barbara Streisand her second Academy Award, and Paul Williams his first. There <laughs> you go, Paul Williams. Yeah, and uh, that beats out Gonna Fly Now from Rocky, mm-hmm. which is a score I, I'm actually kind of upset didn't get nominated for best original score. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. is it because it's largely the same song, but they've done that in the past. Yeah. I don't know. It's I I like that score. I think it does a yeah. lot of work. Uh, best sound goes to all the president's men beating out Rocky. Uh, another posthumous nomination for Harry Warren Tetrick, who also worked on the 1976 King Kong that year. Yep. Mm. Um, best costume design goes to Fellini's Casanova. Mm. Best art direction goes to. Uh, all the president's men beating out Logan's run. <laughs> One of the all-time great films. Love that movie. Uh, best cinematography goes to Haskell Wexler for Bound for Glory. Um, pretty movie. That is a pretty movie. I don't know. I give it to that over a couple of these films in this yeah. category, including Logan's run. <laughs> <laughs> it's classically pretty, but it's kind of a boring pick, so. Yeah, I think they just wanted to give it to Haskell Wexler, honestly, because mm, that guy had a had a rough time, like getting hired onto projects and getting fired off of them. Mm. Uh, best film editing goes to Rocky. It's it's only only its third uh, award for the evening, mm. uh, and so we have special achievement awards. One goes to Carl, Carlo Rambaldi, Glenn Robinson, and Frank Vanderveer for the visual effects of King Kong. Wow. I feel like I've been hearing Glenn Robinson's name a lot lately. He's, he's been getting a lot of honorary things. Well, prepare to hear it again because a special achievement award goes to L.B. Abbott, Glenn Robinson, and Matthew Rick. Matthew, why? <laughs> Matthew, why? Matthew, why is your name so terrible? <laughs> uh, for the visual effects of Logan's Run. Yes. Whoop. The Irving G. Thalberg Award goes to Pandro S. Berman. And I forgot to double check to see if there were any other awards going to. Nope, no, no honorary or any other awards. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Network was the first movie to win three acting Oscars since The Streetcar Named Desire. Uh, best song composer Barbara Streisand was the first Oscar-winning actress to receive an award for music. Uh, mm. Network's Beatrice Strait earned her Best Supporting Oscar for the second briefest award-winning screen role, 10 minutes. The shortest was Anthony Quinn's at 9 minutes in Lust for Life in 1956. Oh, wow. Nice. Duh. That is our breakdown. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Well, well, let's talk hmm. about this movie. Yes, please. Um, when I was a kid, 
I thought two things. Uh, first, why is Rocky beating up He-Man? And the okay. second one was, I thought the first Rocky was boring. I was wrong as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I like this movie. This is a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Really, is. it's really understated and sweet. Like, it did just enough of the actual boxing match. Like, you, you sometimes get those sports movies where it's like the last, like, three quarters to almost like last hour of the movie is like the, the actual match you're waiting for or the, the actual event. This one, it was like the last 15 minutes, and it really didn't even feel like it mattered. Yeah. Like, it, the movie just kind of became this, it's not really about Rocky being a boxer. It's, it's about Rocky loving Adrian. That was the first thing he wanted. Well, that was nice. It might be all he wanted. It was all he wanted. No, I think it, it's really good at driving home that you know it doesn't matter what the outcome of the the, the fight was it, it it's such a secondary thing in that moment it's like okay he loses by split decision but, but i mean it's not he, even he, just like secondary it's like in the background yeah yeah he he went the distance he's not a bum and right. adrian adrian loves him sort of <laughs> the hearts of all of america yeah <laughs> Um, I will say the funniest thing, and I almost decided, uh, like, I wanted to start a counter on how many people were apparently in a bad mood because it was like an ongoing thing. It's like, how come you're in a bad mood? I'm just in a bad mood today. Like, it was seriously like, go back and watch it again to count how many people saying they were just in a bad mood today. Maybe Philadelphia is just a bad place around that time. Everybody's getting ready for the bicentennial. They're just annoyed. They're, yeah. they're stretched <laughs> thin by all their demands. Yeah. Um. So, I'm not gonna slander Stallone. <laughs> Manny um, looks like he's waiting to though. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch this with Caitlin for her first time, and um, ooh, that's right. She uh, she enjoyed it. She, you know, watching from a modern perspective, there there's ways you can criticize Rocky's approach to Adrian. It was a little stalkery, but I don't think it crossed a line. No, because like he it teetered some. It, it teetered. teetered. He at least he says like before he kisses her. <laughs> well, I guess he, he 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 stops her from going and says, "I'm going to kiss you. You don't you don't have to kiss me back." So that's not really consent. <laughs> he didn't say I'm going to kiss you. He said I would like to kiss you. Okay, there you go. Yeah. And Caitlin like, had I would a, like to kiss you. Had a kind of turn her head and she's like, oh, I can't watch this. Just let me know when it's over. Like, so he, that's my he one was, negative note. Yeah. He was a little pressing to get her to come inside. Like you know, yeah, that, lady said, yeah. no, you know, but, but the whole section of the movie's real weird. Yeah. <laughs> it, you could tell she wants to, I know that's a hard thing to say. <laughs> she, she's her own shyness and hesitation about not doing what she's allowed to because her brother's been so overbearing and telling her what to do. And it's all part of her character. But yeah, it doesn't always look the best on screen. Right. So I I didn't 
quite appreciate the scene where he takes the young girl out of that group of, of kids and gives her the the People riot act about fear. not being a whore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was but, cringy. <laughs> but I kind of enjoyed the whole her turn around and being like, who the fuck are you to say this? Because he kind of did exactly. reflect on that himself, where he was <laughs> yeah. like, you know what? I am kind of a bum for bringing that up. Right. And Everybody's a fucking bum, too. Everyone's in a bad mood and a bum. What's that, <laughs> Manny? She comes back, though. Remember? Yeah. She, it's totally the same character from Rocky Balboa. Right. Okay. That, yeah. So. She, so she gets like a, a, a hefty storyline in Rocky Balboa. Yeah. You know, amazingly, I haven't seen that one yet. I own it, but I need to watch it. It's, I, it's really good. I, yeah, I need uh, to. I've heard that. I, I have not seen anything past Rocky for um, five in, is the best one, including <laughs> Creed. <laughs> then Balboa has Milo Fifervergi Mimo in it. That's right. What about <laughs> Rocky Seven? Adrian's Return. Adrian's Revenge. Revenge. My bad. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Five plus Rocky Two. Is it Rocky Four plus Rocky Three? No, he has to do Rocky Five plus Rocky Two because it has. The oh, that's B right. Because that's the two okay. eyes. Yep, you're right. You're right. Because he doesn't know his Roman numerals. <laughs> this is Simpsons reference, everyone. Very nice. Because there's always a Simpsons reference. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna be the guy that's gonna do something here. Okay. All right. I don't like Sylvester Stallone as an actor. Holy, holy, Freddy Prince Jr. What did you? Oh, do? God, oh I got man. a oh, God. fucking Jedi coming after oh. me here. But uh Freddie, it, it wasn't me. <laughs> I'll I'll send you Jonathan's at <laughs> Come on the just, show. Defend listen, his honor. I just <laughs> I get I appreciate him as an action guy. I just don't I think he's a fucking goof. Just every word that comes out of his mouth just sounds like, is he really talking like that? Like, is that an actual decision he made or is he born (laughs) that way? Like, how are you just going to say that about the star of Terminator 2 in the movie last (laughs) (laughs) episode? Yeah, man. If if you think Sylvester Stallone is not a good actor, you obviously have not seen Spy Kids 3D game over. (laughs) God. I think I his goofiness like, works for Rocky, though. Like at least I do too. Like so, the, that's the one thing about Rocky is that at no point is he like he's just a a dumb dumb that just kind of falls into things. And yeah. I don't think that he's a good guy or a bad guy because technically he's like a collector for this mob guy. Yeah, so he's, he's a mob enforcer. Like. <laughs> Who just happens to have this fight fall on him because he has a really cool nickname, which is such a fucking stretch. But I kind of get what they were doing there. Don't don't um, leave out the most important part: the nickname that he gave himself while eating dinner one night. Yeah. So like that's right. the other thing is like <laughs> he's just a dumb dumb, and he owns up to it. He's just like I'm dumb, ogre. Like, I wasn't even trying to do a Stallone impression there. That's just what he sounds like. <laughs> I, I don't know, like, but but the character, I think, fits him. I just, uh, you know, when people started wondering how did Ben Affleck get an Oscar for writing and then 
because at that time all people saw was you know pretty boy ben affleck he kind of comes off as a dumb dumb i feel the same thing with this and stallone like really he wrote this like is there like a genius behind that dumb dumb that i'm just not seeing because obviously i'm seeing it because if he wrote this movie it is a great movie i mean he but, hangs out with Dolph Lundgren, who is a who certified is actual, genius. Yeah, like he's, <laughs> I, I don't know. Sly's so dumb, he accidentally almost got himself killed by Dolph Lundgren. So that's a thing. True. Yeah. Also true. Oh, and what did I read the other day? Uh, which movie was it where Arnold Schwarzenegger and him were kind of doing their little like competition i don't like you but i probably at least respect you and arnold schwarzenegger was like i can't remember what the movie was but he really didn't want to do it so he went out and said hey i'm going out for this just because he wanted sylvester stallone to get it i gotta look it up my mom will shoot i was gonna say stop or my mom will shoot stop or my mom will shoot (laughs) i was also trying to think of rhinestone So I, I I just he he fell for it, still went for that movie. Um, I just I don't know, guys. I'm sorry. I just don't like him. <laughs> I like him in this movie. I like him as Rocky, and I kind of just wish he'll always just be Rocky. But he does do other things, and it just kind of it just feels like the whole world collectively. Like originally, they were like, ironically, I think we like Sylvester Stallone. And then just because people then thought that it just kind of carried off into this. No, he's actually a legend. Like, no, I mean, was he, he, he does Rocky and then he does first blood, which, which, okay. Is a really great film. But again, that's basically him not saying a lot and just going, you know, Bert, like that's all he does. (laughs) (laughs) And, And he just kind of, builds from there yeah he also directs the sequel to uh staying alive or the movie is called staying alive saturday night fever he sure does (laughs) so you know he's just making great decisions all around town yeah but that's the thing he's just he's hanging from a cliff (laughs) it's it's like the guy just seems like he slips and shit and falls into gold like i don't understand like it Oh, you're really digging us a hole here, Jonathan. I'm really sorry, and I apologize, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Um, I mean, my problem is, yeah, I think Stallone's one of those actors that when you play to his strengths, he he really yeah. shines on screen. And his strengths tend to be guys who don't talk a lot, or if they talk a lot, make them really fun and goofy. Because King Shark rules. <laughs> it. I'm going to admit, I like the Expendables movies because they are exactly what they're supposed to be. I, I and mean, when you I, lean heavily and they lean hard in those movies, that's what you're supposed to see. I, I pretty much like any Expendables movie that doesn't include a certain uh, gazelle pushing Republican. Fair. That's fair. But. I I don't know. And you know what also? I've not seen any of the Creed movies. Oh, they're both of them. So amazing. I, I really can't speak to him in those. Um, he, he's really good in them. I've seen that one uh 
sequence of that speech is it from Rocky Balboa when he's talking to his son or something? Yeah, correct. Yeah, that I mean, and that seems that's some pretty decent acting from him. I mean, he's got some spots over the years where he where he pulls out pulls out the chops, but you sure. know, you know, like we said, I I feel it's suited to Rocky. He's got this naive kind of uh, gullible nature where he, but he's also you know. Good guy deep down because you know he likes animals and he's got his turtles, which I saw. I don't know if they're still alive this year. Hopefully they are, but I know he still owned Cuff and Link in real life back in in 2018. You had a picture on his Instagram with him, which is really cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> he was built for certain roles, and this and Rambo are yeah always going to be which iconic yeah. for better or worse. Sure. Worse. <laughs> <laughs> What, Manny, what you got, Manny? What made you pick this episode? Look, here's the deal. So this movie, we, we've talked about the idea that this movie is 10 minutes of boxing and that it doesn't matter. Could the average person tell you what the plot to Rocky besides that 10 minutes of boxing? Because it's so weird to me. Uh, so I watched this with Joe, Joseph Tapia, who was... You know, two weeks ago he was on the the thing. So he's like, I, what is this movie? I don't remember anything about him being a mob enforcer <laughs> or anything about him effectively sexually assaulting Talia Shire to get her into a house. Manny, where are you going? Oh, there you are. <laughs> so I'm on my phone. It's sliding. So he's like, he's like, okay, so hold on. She's like, I got to go home. He's like, I got to pee. So we got to stop at my house. She decides to stand outside till he literally <laughs> takes so long. She comes inside, gets inside the house. And he's like, man, it's super hot and starts undressing. <laughs> and then wipes all the beer cans and newspapers <laughs> off of his couch and was like, Ayo, come over here. She's like, nah, let me borrow your phone. I got to call my brother. He's like, yeah, I don't got one. And then screams out the window, your sister's spending the night here. She's like, I feel real uncomfortable. I'm going to leave. So he walks over, puts his hand up against the door, then puts his hand up against the wall next to her head, and is like, so we make it out, right? You ain't got to, but like, I, I super want to. <laughs> and then they get engaged. Yep. Yep. And all of this is in less than five weeks. Yeah, because that scene takes place at Thanksgiving and the fight is on, January it's on New Year's Day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, I attribute most of that to him actually being dumb until the hand hits the wall. Yes. Like, at that point, I literally think, like, he's like, it's fucking hot here. Hold on. <laughs> like, I really thought, like, hey, it's it's fucking hot in there. He he just kind of doesn't know, hey, don't do that. Like, I think he was literally just like, I want to get this chick on the couch because I'm being nice. But yeah, no, once the hand hits the wall, it's like, hey, fucking kiss me. My favorite part to. about my favorite part about the scene is him clearing off the couch that him being like, you don't look my house. She's like, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it's cringy, and especially from a modern perspective, some people might say, "Oh, you're 
harping on it. No, it, I mean it's important that we highlight it because it's a, it's a creepy scene and it's intentional. Like uh, I imagine it must be intentionally written that way. I don't um, think it was intentionally written to be creepy. Yeah. I think it was at the time intentionally like, written for it to to bring like that. Like, hey, I'm a man. Like, that's how macho. I feel. Yeah. 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 Um, If that shit was to be attempted today, it would be shown as the bad guy doing that. Mm-hmm. At no point would the protagonist be the person that does it. So. It's, uh, it's especially like, there's there's a few moments that like, throughout the movie that just don't work today. Like, the entire conversation with, uh, who is Grazo's driver? Where he's just like, hey, yo, take her to the zoo. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a that was a bit of a cringe scene for me. You uh, know what the next part is? Is that it pays off in the second Rocky movie when they leave the hospital. He goes to the zoo. He's like, I love the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> so jeez. Oh, And I try not to read too much into how the people are acting, but they both, especially Adrian, kind of comes off a little on the spectrum. And just the way that she is, where she's very, like, antisocial, but you can also attribute that to overbearing brother, which can be assumed that parents were very much the same. Like, why are these two older siblings living together? Probably because they lived with family for a long time. But the way that Adrian was just because she was very shy and antisocial. Like you have to think like, all right, but was it on purpose? Because obviously like autism wasn't really a thing then, mm-hmm. or at least not a recognized thing. Right. Um, but at the same time, then you look at the way that Rocky acts and then you're like, mm, is he just a dumb dumb? Cause he- He's a slab of meat, and that's probably all he's been since middle school or high school. Yeah, which is why he has to take a job as a mob enforcer, because what the fuck else is he going to do? Also, remember, he's not good at it, because he don't break no thumbs. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some sweetness with him and Adrian. It's a shame that, you know, it starts that way, but the subtext of of it does seem like she likes him when there are brief interactions in the pet store. Like like you can see, like she wants to say something, but she never gets the guts to. And obviously, once they kiss, and you assume they do more. Um, I don't it's, know if it's, it's if it's like the the, gone with the wind. that they do more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Paulie Paul, out here asking. Yeah, um, but you notice how they both help each other as their relationship grows little things like, you know, her being more outgoing, standing up to her brother and, you know, dressing nicer and cleaning up herself mm-hmm. and, and his apartment <laughs> no longer being stinky. I imagine it, it looks a little nicer. She's started decorating and put some of her stuff up there and you see them each kind of giving each other the glow up. So that's nice. That was a nice. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, <sighs> I just there's there's a lot wrong in the modern lens with this movie, mm-hmm. but it's still a damn good movie. Yeah, it it's just it, a it's just... Uh, a rollicking good time mostly. I mean, 
Yeah, Carl Weathers being a ham. Yeah. Oh man. When we saw when we saw him at a Star Wars celebration for the Mandalorian panel, mm-hmm. he he came out onto the stage doing the "I want you, I want you." <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's, it's kind of nuts to think about. This is, if I remember correctly, this is Carl Weathers' fifth film, and only like this is the one that really puts him on the map. I'm, right. Yeah. The one part of this kind of he's just in the background. So yeah, and and he's he's great in this film. He's a lot oh, of yeah. fun. He's definitely playing up his uh, more Muhammad Ali persona. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I, I was really disturbed in one scene when the uh, Rocky's at the bar and they're watching a they're watching him talk on TV, and the bartender starts uh, racistly calling out uh, Carl uh, Apollo Creed. Yeah. I don't know if everybody knows what he calls him in the in the moment. I don't. Oh, I forget. Think I remember. But... Okay, I apologize that I'm about to say this. He calls him a jig clown. Oh, that's right. Oh, mm-hmm. and Rocky gets real offended at him calling him a clown. <laughs> so yeah. that was Not the another other part of that. <laughs> yeah, that was another part of that movie that it just kind of made me laugh a little. Where it's just like Rocky's like, oh, I don't like what they said about me, really. <laughs> <laughs> he's spinning outside really hurt my feelings <laughs> yeah, these guys were actually making fun of me and I didn't like it uh, I was there so I was going to say anything but it hurt my feelings then it hurts my feelings now <laughs> look here's what I'm going to tell if, if someone picks my name out of a phone book and because I enjoy stupid math Rocky gets paid 150 grand which ends up coming up to $783,238.30 converted for 2021 spending power. You can call me whatever you want for three quarters of a mil, bruh. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially when he made, what, $40 off the fight in the beginning of the movie? Yeah. He, correct. No. <laughs> yeah. Should have seen me. Step up to the streets. <laughs> Also, like, the fact that everyone thinks Spider-Rico is a bum and he's like, yo, I just beat this guy. And, like, everyone who knows boxing in the film is like, that guy still exists? Like, he's a <laughs> bum. <laughs> like, there's, like, four or five people that are like, who'd you beat? He's like, Spider-Rico? What? <laughs> That's what I like about that opening fight, because they keep calling Rocky a bum. It's like, like, did he just kick a puppy or something? Like, is that what just happened? Like, <laughs> all right. Well, does anybody else have any uh, more uh, Freddie Prince Jr. threatening things to say? <laughs> no, I think Sylvester Stallone is a credit to humanity. Mm. Mm. Nice save. Mm. He's he's not a bad guy, as far as I could tell. Just, you know, he is what he is, as far as movies. You know, got to shout out the montage. You know, it's. Um, I shared the Team America song, and I always mm-hmm. think about it now whenever I watch the movie. But <laughs> I mean, it is a good montage, and the song is iconic. And yep. him running up the the steps they they really have a Rocky statue there now, don't they? Like it's it, not it's not where anymore. It, it's uh, it's like somewhere else in the city, but it still exists. Okay, like it yeah. was on top of the steps for a while after one of the movies they put it there. 
could you imagine just how annoying that would be as a Philadelphian? Just like every time they would like somebody's going there, just like, could you just fucking not? Like, <laughs> well, Philadelphia's full of famous statues: the Rocky statue, uh, two of the mannequins of Kim Cattrall from the movie Mannequin exist in Philadelphia. <laughs> this nice. is a real fact. Um, <laughs> The, the William Penn statue that if you're standing at a certain angle, it looks like he has a penis. Yeah. <laughs> William Penn 15. Hey. hey. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> so any more notes, guys? Uh, no, I thought I had one. I can't remember what it was now. That'll happen. Zach? So... It- well, there's Rocky one through five, and then the two creeds, or is there more Rockies after? There's there's Rocky one through one five, through Rocky five. Balboa, and oh, right, then the right. two Creed movies. Okay, cool. And then Grudge Match, if you're trying to watch old, <laughs> old uh, Rocky and old uh, Jake LaMotta go ahead. <laughs> wow. I might watch it one day just just to cross it off the list. There you have, go. have you have you actually seen it, Paul? Oh yeah, I saw it at the movie theaters. <laughs> <laughs> was it uh, a good time or, or entertaining at all? Um, I don't remember most <laughs> of that movie. I just remember it exists. Yeah, which, which should probably tell you all about that movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Well, it is now time for us to ask Paul. That's me. Is this movie in the Library of Congress? Of course it is. Of course it is. Gentlemen, mm. guess the year. Manny, you go first. Uh, when it got entered in the Library of Congress, I'm going to say 93. Okay. I'm, I'm going 97. I'm going to go 96 just to prices right this one away from Zach. Unfortunately, you don't prices right this one away Damn from it. Zach. He wins the prices right, but. What? He's nine years off. Oh, oh, damn! It doesn't go until two thousand six. Ooh, wow! Uh oh, Zach's in trouble. Later. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what the hell was that? Was a face? <laughs> Did you just get flashed to the garage real quick? No comment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry if Caitlin's mom is listening to this episode. <laughs> Zaphod just pulled my earphones out. (laughs) He tried to jump in my lap and pulled my earphones out. Nice. Okay. Okay. So you said 2006 it went in? 2006. Okay. Which um, seems a little late. Yeah. Uh, A little for as much, uh, you know, pop culture it's impacted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, this is a pretty American movie. Like, yeah, I think like if you were to ask somebody not from America, hey, give me like five American films, this might be most likely coming out of their mouth. Yeah. Right. All right. 1976 films in the National Film Registry. All the President's Men, Chulas Fronteras uh, documentary, Harlan County, USA documentary, Network. The Outlaw Josie Wales, that does go in in 1996. Uh, Please don't bury me alive! Exclamation point. Uh, Rocky, Taxi Driver, which, Zach, you will be guessing tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, Time and Dreams, a documentary. To Fly, 
also exclamation point also a documentary um and harlan county usa goes in in 1990 huh. making it a second class nice nice that was the winner of best documentary yes it was yes huh. nice. cool all right so looking at the gross the highest gross in films of 1976 who wants to guess what number one is is it unfortunately rocky? i already know yeah, yeah, it's Rocky. <laughs> it's Rocky. Yeah, uh, Star is Born coming in at number two by quite a huge difference with Rocky at fifty-five million and Star is Born at thirty-seven. So, oh, yeah, Rocky is this made some the money. Third version of Star is Born so far. Technically, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is the third film with the title A Star Is Born. Oh, right, right. Uh, the last one would have been the Judy Garland film, and we won't get another one with that specific title until the twenty tens. Gotcha. All right. Well, now it is time to get into our worsty judgments. I gave you more time that time, Trev. <laughs> All right, Manny, you know how this goes. Is Does this movie deserve Best Picture? No. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. No. You're not going to follow that he's up just, at all, are just, just sticking the landing. Uh, no, awesome. Actually, I, uh, I would argue Rocky is the second best boxing movie put to film. But 76 is such a stacked year. Mm. Uh, honestly, I would have said All the President's Men. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I think the Academy actually said that not too long ago. If they could re-vote, they would have picked that. God, this is why Paul once said like something that I was like, yeah, they really should do like a 10 years later award. Hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. did, did, did we fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we're here for folks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Zach, does this movie deserve best picture? You know, I'm going to start by saying, I think every single one of these five nominees deserved a nomination. I think they're all really great films. Pretty pretty stacked category. Um, but I'm going to start with number five. I'm going to say five. Bound for Glory. I really liked it, but it's it's not at the level of some of these others. Uh, number four is I'm putting Rocky at number four for me. Um, three. I'm going to go All the President's Men. I love that movie. It's very personal as a you know i was on my high school newspaper i did freelance journalism for a while i'm at heart i feel i'm a journalist i just didn't always have the nerve to be a great reporter so bernstein woodward always inspired me um number two i'm going with network network is an incredible movie and i watched it for the first time last year a, a pandemic pick that i hadn't seen and one that's still like way too applicable now uh but number one is taxi driver it's it's uh one of the great american films and i'll save most of my comments for thursday but it's kind of hard to say that taxi driver deserved very nice funko pop there Mm -hmm. it's hard to say taxi driver deserved best picture because it's kind of a hard movie to recommend to people (laughs) (laughs) it's but again, I'll save more comments. I, if I would have to give one, it would have been all 
the president's men or network i i feel but that said i feel feel like rocky is the kind of movie that at the time 1976 the bicentennial it talks about the bicentennial people went and saw it it was the top grossing and it is a good movie i'm going to say yes it it still deserved it even though it's not my favorite of the lot all right um so i think this is the first year where i actually feel bad for being a filthy casual uh because i've not seen taxi driver or network so i i I just i Mm. almost feel like i have to recuse myself from this question (laughs) like (laughs) because Mm. the only answer i have is do i think it deserves best picture from what i've seen uh no, Logan's uh, run is amazing. It wins. Logan's <laughs> run so good. It's so good. But yes, it deserves best picture. But I honestly personally think Logan's run should have at least been nominated for best picture. Cool. Because it's such a good movie. I actually very much agree with that. Nice. Um well, but, yeah. I'm interested. Uh our producer Trav is watching Taxi Driver for the first time. So I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Yeah. And Jonathan, I hope you're able to watch it sometime soon. I, I, I'm, I'm going to make a point of it to watch it soon. Yeah. Uh, cool. Hopefully sooner than it took me to watch the great tech field. But it got done. <laughs> so there we go. Yes, sir. All right. Paul, go yes. ahead. All right. Uh, Zach, I want to say something really shocking to you right now. Uh-huh. Our lists are exactly the same. <laughs> wow. <laughs> course they are okay um, well, i mean it, i don't think we've ever had exactly the same no yeah we we've we've had a lot of like similar positions but we've never went up the line exactly together <laughs> uh i think bound for glory is a good film and woody guthrie is one of my all-time heroes uh mm-hmm. he's the greatest songwriter who ever existed uh he's amazing and i think the film doesn't do him enough justice mm especially it shies away from a lot of his uh, mental issues, which it kind of recaps at the very end of the film Mm. Uh, and how a lot of his wandering and often just leaving his family was due to the mental condition that he suffered from. So it was kind of disappointing to, to see him not represented in, represented as well though i do think it is still a pretty good film uh it's definitely no bohemian rhapsody (laughs) i love rocky i'll get back to that in a second uh i also think all the president's men goes in my three spot and 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 from here on out we're talking these are these three or five star films yeah absolutely all pretty much perfect any one of them could have been crowned best picture and i would not have been upset uh all the president's men is phenomenal and watching reporters just do reporter shit is one of my favorite subgenres of film. Yep. We're going to get back to that. It's going to be a few decades, <laughs> but we're getting back to that. <laughs> um, network, just everybody. I don't know how every single member of this cast is just putting in just their best performance. Mm-hmm. Sydney Lumet just, knocks this one out of the park and it's probably my second favorite movie of his but of course 12 angry men exists yeah uh and he rules and i love him um and then taxi driver spoiler alert for anybody listening tomorrow uh is 
one of my top 10 favorite films. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of with you, Zach. It's a really hard film to suggest to people unless you know their temperament. Yeah. Um, and while it is one of my all-time favorites, it not winning Best Picture doesn't necessarily break my heart. But we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Yeah. So back to Rocky. Looking at Rocky and the effect it has had and how much it has inspired and how popular it was in its day and how popular it continues to be and the fact that they continue to make sequels today <laughs> uh legacy sequels or whatever you want to call them it, it's it's an incredible pop culture movement that is just one of the one of the greatest sports films of all time but as a wrestling fan there's a term or, or, or an idea of wrestlers who are just at the very top of their game who will always be popular and you cannot deny their greatness and they don't need a title to prove how great they are. They are just that great. Rocky is that wrestler. It did not deserve best picture. It is a great film and it can continue to be great without having been called the best film of its year. Okay. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Nothing, nothing is going to detract from the popularity of Rocky. I don't think it was the best film in 1976. I don't even, I don't, I don't know. I put it even in the top 10 of the films that were nominated for the year. Cause marathon man, voyage of the damned are here. Logan's run. Mm. You know, it's a great film and I love it. And I have all of them sitting on my Blu-ray shelf. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. I just, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised to be the only one that said, yeah. Well, there you go. Wait, Jonathan. Mine's like a yes by default. Yeah. (laughs) Only by default. (laughs) All right. So, Manny, you know, the next question is, is this the worst best picture? No, no, not at all. There's, there's tons and tons of movies that i think are objectively way worse films i think rocky grand scheme of things i think it probably sits solidly in the upper half of the middle fair enough zach uh just replay what manny just said uh yeah uh, it's not the worst upper half of the middle sounds right to me um sticking with the uh, greatest show on earth and gg at the bottom Yep, uh, I'm going to agree, but I will say that this is probably the first movie that makes me question what the list is about. In the sense of, is the list my favorite of the films we've watched, or is my list where they rank? Because I like Rocky. Mm-hmm. Put it up against some of the movies that we've seen, it doesn't hold a candle to them, except... I don't think it deserves to be next to things like Gigi or uh, the greatest show for being bad. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it makes me question where it is, but I think in the end, possibly the answer to either of those is yeah, probably middle of the road compared to everything else. So yeah. uh, Paul, um, no, this is not the worst, best picture. I currently have it sitting at number 27. Firmly between Rebecca and Wings. Hmm. Hmm. Man, you got Wings up there. It's a 28. 
still pray bubbles dude it's it's a great film i pray bubbles <laughs> i mean we're talking like i think 36 starts moving into the bad category so it's it, sure both of those are spared fair enough all right well we're gonna go ahead and call that here manny thank you very much for joining us again sir we do appreciate you hey man well, thanks for having me on again guys yes sir and yeah, uh always I'll, and I'll ask again here if you have anything you'd like to plug at Twitter or anything like that. No, um, I mean, I have a Twitter if you want to follow me there. Uh, I think it's at Manny Classic. Um, follow, follow the Virginia Coastal Derby League where, who knows, maybe in a year or so when my wife learns how to roller skate, you'll <laughs> see her pushing people like, uh, I don't know. What's what's a roller skating movie? Rollerball? I feel yeah. like you know what's called rollerball. rollerball. So let's say like rollerball. Either one. Yep. Uh, so yeah. Hey, look, I'll them. say I'll say this about Autumn. When when Leanne first started roller skating, I knew her uh her level of clumsiness and it was very high. And when she told me she was gonna start roller skating and hitting other people while doing it okay that sounds like a thing you're gonna do <laughs> i'll uh expect the doctor's bills and she rules she's amazing yeah, at it i've seen so, her she's pretty she was pretty badass when i saw her so so uh you never know yeah Indeed. well i, I believe in her things. as do i look I, I already came up with a dope name i was like look you gotta autumn equal sign Knox. autumn equal Knox. very Ooh. nice very nice. Hell yeah. That's a dope ass name. Indeed. What does uh what is what is Leanne's name? She... Uh Sugar in Slice. Sugar and yep. Slice. Uh nice. if anybody wants to know, my derby name was the ref of the old ninety seven. Okay. Nice. Anybody who's into folk music and train crashes. <laughs> nice. Very nice. My uh my friend Amanda is the Buckrow Bay. Shout out to Chesapeake Bay. So nice. I think my gin or my sister, my ginger. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> my ginger sister. Uh, I think she ended up going with like ginger slice or something like that because she's super basic. So <laughs> that's just because I love her. No, uh, no, she went with pumpkin slice. She didn't pumpkin even put slice her in there. She just went straight <laughs> pumpkin slice because, of course, she did. I know. That right. was, I know that was partly inspired by Leanne's name. Nice. All nice. right. Well, that's going to be it for us, guys. My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on Twitter, uh, Twitch, and God, there's always one thing that I forget. So you know what? If I can't even remember, you don't care. At Altorn <laughs> underscore Occam. <laughs> Zach, where can we find you? Find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok, House Havoc, or Letterboxd. You can search me by name. All. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, Letterboxd, where I keep a running tally of all the films I watched this week. This week, I watched Dear Evan Hansen, which is <laughs> the worst film I have seen this year. <laughs> oh, that. my God. That film is terrible. Uh, I also keep a uh, list of my rankings of all the best pictures at Father of the Fear across all platforms. And what are we watching next week, Zach? Next week. We are watching Annie Hall, which you can stream on Amazon Prime or rent on Apple TV. 
Google Play, Voodoo, or YouTube, and I'm sure we'll have lots of opinions. Indeed. We would like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. We would like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We would like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue, or should I say Pumpkin Slice and Jay Bellevue, for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscar Pod and on Facebook at The Oscar Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It really helps us to in the almighty rhythm of Al Gore. Super serial. <laughs> Algorithm, leave us five now. You can do it. Jonathan, Zach, Manny Classic, and our two favorite turtles, Cuff and Link, I would like for you all to have a damn fine day.